All right, so let's go into our uh, next set of topics right here as far as like on the Mestio uh, podcast right now. Training cat battles right now as we look at it. Uh, as we look at, I mean, one of the few uh, high-level things was how Mason Rudolph struggled in training camp uh, reps versus defense as he threw two picks. Uh, and according to Dale Lally of DK Pittsburgh Sports, he connected with Chase Claypool on a jump ball touchdown over Cam Sutton. I mean, and that, that was uh, one thing he was able to do. But then came the interception that was underthrown to Deontay Johnson, who subbed in for Joe Hayden, picked off, and went 106 yards the other way of the field. Then in the red zone drill to end the practice, Rudolph attempted to throw an out uh, and out to uh, Claypool with Sutton coverage. Safety admits Mika Fitzpatrick read the route the whole way, jumping it for an easy interception for stepping out of bounds. Uh, Mike Tomlin definitely uh, was uh, clearly a little frustrated right there. Uh, but as you can expect right now, I mean, what's been all the optimism, all the hype has been around Dwayne Haskins. I mean, former first-round pick. I mean, the, they've uh, got, thanks to the Washington football team, releasing him during uh, last season, I believe it was. I mean, this guy was a first-round pick, 15th overall, uh, coming out of Ohio State right now. And a lot of people are attributing, like, the environment he had in Washington. I mean, listen, I mean, his numbers are what they are. I mean, the most starts that he was able to start in his career were seven. That was back in his rookie season, back in 2019. I mean, through seven touchdowns, seven interceptions that year, but he, uh, his completion per- per- percentage went up in his uh, second season at 61% as compared to 58.6. Now, you got to think right now, too. I mean, and that, you know, the encouraging thing, too. I mean, he, I mean, he took lesser hits back in the second season with 20 sacks. But, I mean, still, I think, you know, just take care of the ball right there. I mean, definitely one thing that was just definitely standing out. I mean, and uh, speaking of Dwayne Haskins in here, I mean, when we look at it, uh, f- for the thing, uh, when we look at it, Rudolph Dobbs and Haskins each had a touchdown seven shots. Haskins threw a short touchdown to Zach Gentry. Dobbs scrambled again to the end zone. Stack. Haskins, who has looked more comfortable this week, didn't throw an interception at Friday's practice. Though many of the plays called for him, such as inside screen to the tight end, are much less likely to bear an interception. This was back on Friday's practice. And Mike Thomas' quote from Friday's practice, that's the thing about when we're working Steelers versus Steelers. There are two sides to the coin, uh, Thomas said. Although it may be a, g- a good day for the defense in terms of getting the ball, we talked to the offense about securing it and vice versa. A good day for the offense in terms of protecting the ball. We're not pat we're not protect, we're not patting ourselves on the back. We're talking to the defense about creating more turnovers. And um there you have it right there. I mean, of course, defense doing its job. But I think that's definitely gotta be important right now. I mean, you look at a guy like Bowser Rosberg right now. I mean, going into the season, who wants to be all about having fun, I mean, this year. I mean, just uh, going back, I mean, just enjoying playing the game of football. And uh, there are some people who are a little concerned in the media, where it's like Chris Broussard or Brandon Marshall right there. 
I mean, individually, I mean, that's fine, but uh, like, what are you going to be doing for the rest of your team? And I, I, I do feel right now when we look at it, uh, for the most part, I mean, listen, I mean, I don't think anyone wants to experience a pitfall where Ben Rosberger is out. I mean, he's down out. You have no uh, quarterback other than your backups right now. I mean, Mason Rudolph still a little iffy right now to really say what he's going to be able to do this season. But then also, too, I mean, like, Dwayne Haskins, can he uh, do enough to impress in the offseason? Can he push Mason Rudolph? The bigger question right now. And I got I to think that's got to be a yes right now. I, I, I really do. I do feel like right now, when we look at the whole overall makeup of this team right now, listen, I mean, they got a lot of stuff to, like, really, like, uh, take into consideration right here. I mean, it's just not just the fact that when you also look at it right now, aside from this, I mean, you definitely got to be a lot more poignant. I mean, with game plan, be a lot more creative, outside the box uh, thinking. But, I mean, listen, two years ago was a rehearsal, in my opinion, what life would be without Ben Rosper. I mean, almost made the playoffs right there. But you saw how much everybody really had to contribute right there. I thought, I thought the run game at times was doing decent, despite being... Poor, piss poorly mediocre. I thought the only encouraging sign that year was Benny Snell that year. I mean, I'll say uh, James Conner. I mean, Benny Snell in his rookie year, especially like late down the season, he was definitely picking up some good first downs right there. I mean, his uh, rookie year, I mean, he rushed for 426 yards, gaining 3.9 yards attempt, 32.8 yards a game. They only had uh, two touchdowns, but still, I mean, I thought, like, his rookie season was not that bad, especially when he started in two games, playing in 13 games that season. I mean, l listen, I mean, there, there was just times, I mean, he was uh, pivotal, I think, in the game, like, say, against the Bengals, I mean, the Browns, the Cardinals. I mean, there's just times where when Benny Snow was starting to heat up, he was really coming through and really uh, getting in the zone. But right now, Najee Harris right now, I mean, you got to think that's got to be the key for this year is those short yard situations that they've been struggling on. Now, as far as, like, Saturday's practice, I mean, with, you know, everything going on right now, uh, as mentioned, Chooks uh, Okorafor, he was in full gear again. As was Kevin Dotson. Uh, BJ Finney was not practicing. Remember, he's also one of the backup starters on this team, too. They also got joined by Trey Turner, Zach Banner. JC Hosnauer is in full pads today. Hosnauer, uh, he has been out. He had, he had been out with a left knee issue. Uh, Rudolph was 0 for 3 in 7 shots, but Claypool and Johnson dropped touchdowns. Haskins was 0 for 2 through a bad interception to James Pierre, but he, he would have been sacked by Jameer Jones. Josh Dodds threw two touchdown passes, both to Kalen Balage. Zach Gentry showed off his bigger body and strength during tight end edge run blocking drills after a slow start. 
Fire moves did better in one-on-one -on -one blocking against Alex Highsmith and Jameer Jones. Chase Claypool finished off the one-on-one -on -one receiver and cornerback blocking by pancaking Justin Lane. Now, there were a couple of fumble snaps on the uh, in the 11-on-11 run draw. Uh, Green, the Roethlisberger, had a bad one on the first play. Ruloff and LeGlue, another. Najee Harris, remember, like I said, he had a five-year run in the 11-on-11 drill versus Cam Hayward. Uh, Cam Hayward, like I said, remember, he escaped a tackle three yards in the backfield. Man, another guy missed and wound up getting five yards. Najee did. And uh, Cam were... Cam, who was uh, saying that I'm not surprised, I'm just pissed at myself for not making a tackle, according to Hayward. He was later asked about the play again and elaborated. The thing I loved about N Najee, even in college, well, he was able to fight for extra yards even when his offensive line missed a block or two, according to Hayward. He made me miss and got five yards. I hate it now, but I love it in the regular season. And uh, he has been definitely making those plays pretty much on a daily uh, basis as of late. I mean, at camp. I mean, if a play was blocked for three yards, Harris got four. If it's been blocked for more than that, well, he breaks off a long run as he did Saturday afternoon at Heinz Field where he took a handoff and went off the left side to where two tight ends were stacked and turned into a 25-yard run before the feather made contact. I mean, that's the thing you got be loving about this guy right now. First-round pick, I mean, for this team right now, I mean, the Steelers, I mean, did select, I mean, going into this right now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to be encouraged right now. I mean, for for this guy who's been the 24th overall pick, new running game was going to be needed. But I got I got a feel right now pretty darn confident. I'd also like to see, like, more out of the tight ends, too. I think the tight ends are definitely going to be a more telling tale as this time goes on, if you ask me. Because, let's not forget, too, I mean, for over five years, I mean, without the services of retired uh, legendary tight end Heath Miller, who's been a damn good security blank blanket for Ben Rossberger. I mean, Steelers, I mean, the Steelers, we thought they had it with Ladarius Green back in 2016. Didn't really uh, work out as much. He had the concussion issues going on, and uh, he was not uh, in a square place. I mean, uh, in, a, in a mental spot that year. But, I mean, uh, still, I mean, when you look at it, like, right now, too, I mean, Eric Ebron, he's still the number one guy on the depth chart, followed by Pat Fryer move right now, who looks to be... Uh, Probably give him some competition right now. I mean, Eric Ebron along with Deontay Johnson. And I know this is going to frustrate a lot of people, but when we look at it too, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, these guys right here, no matter what you say, I mean, who were the top suspects and drop passes a year ago, especially late uh, down the stretch of the season, it was not good. But... I mean, listen, I, I mean, and you got Vance McDowell, too, who also recently retired. I mean, shortly after Marquise Pouncey did. I, I, I want to see the tight ends uh, come back into play. Because uh, right now, I mean, when you take, currently look at the step chart right now, it looks like they're going to be going in with a three receiver, a three receiver set. You know, of course, a slot receiver, then your two wideout receivers, and then your tight end. 
But I really would like to see what uh, Firewolf could do. I mean, like, if uh, how much his number will be called up. I mean, if Eric Ebron starts to struggle. I have a lot more confidence in Eric Ebron this year versus I did a season ago. I thought Eric Ebron started off well, to be honest with you. I think it's just, unfortunately, once things started to spiral out of control, I mean, you saw what happened around there. I mean, just everyone was just, like, stunned right there. I mean, just not having any control of just, like, only in the line of scrimmage right there. I mean, offense was just becoming way too predictable. I mean, as evident, when we look at those games, I mean, where the signs start coming up, it started coming up against the Ravens right there. I mean, and then the Washington football team. Then the Bills, the Bengals on Monday Night Football. I mean, that was another embarrassing loss. I mean, that year outside the Browns playoff game. And when when we, like, recap that season, I mean, the stuff that they easily could, like, uh, locked up a lot sooner, especially the division and everything. They were a team that were just in total shell shock mode, I mean, for the most part. I mean, Ebron, I, I gotta believe for this season, I mean, like Deontay Johnson, I mean, Deontay Johnson, speaking of which, I mean, he has been practicing uh, catching with a ten- tennis balls, trying to correct his drops. Still dropping a few right now, but I still gotta believe right now, he's gotta be one of the receivers who's gonna be on the come up this year. I really do. Because, I mean, Bob definitely seems to think right now that Chase Claypool will definitely be getting a lot more and more uh, better. I mean, like, uh, with this year, as uh, they continue to improve. Don't forget, I mean, Chase Claypool, a season ago, he led the team as far as receivers and touchdowns with nine. He was actually tied with Juju for the most. But as far as, like, I mean, receiving yards, he was second on that list with 873 I mean, he caught the longest one of the season with 84 yards. And, and when you look at the depth chart on the year right now, I mean, look, look at the wide receivers especially. I mean, with Deontay Johnson. I mean, the one who might be the odd man out eventually is got to probably be James Washington, which, by the way, he is in the final year of his rookie deal with the Steelers. Remember, he's also drafted the same year as Mason Rudolph back in 2018. But then you also look at the rest of the guys, like right here. I mean, check this out. I mean, behind Chase Claypool, you got Cody White, Isaiah McCoy, Tyler Simmons. Then the other receiver set behind Juju Smith Schuster, you got Ray Ray McLeod, Anthony Johnson. And then behind Deontay Johnson, you got James Washington, Rico Bussey, and Matthew Sexton. And uh, that's really, I mean, what we got right here. And I, I think for the receivers, I mean, definitely. I want to see more tight ends get more involved. I think, I mean, is this going to probably be a year where we see them go back to that gritty, tough-nosed Steeler football for this season? I got to believe this is finally where it does return uh, back to that, if you ask me. But at the same time, too, everybody is going to continue to start with the offensive line, how they continue to block, and how they continue to open things up. Make Ben Rossberg feel comfortable. And how is he going to be able to throw 
uh, with finally having a full season of rest off that uh, injured throwing elbow that he barely practiced with last offseason. I mean, I, I got to believe Ben Rosper is more in a better spot this year than he was a year ago. I mean, just back to normalcy in terms of practicing. I mean, just coming out of that. And we'll, we'll see. Because if anything, I I definitely do feel right now it is going to be very incumbent right now. Drop passes definitely be spied right away, early and often right now. I mean, as just, as just make sure Ben Rosberg doesn't throw the ball as many times. I mean, you talk about these guys like dropping it, but I mean, I mean, how much is that attributed to him? I mean, for this season. I mean, last season, throwing the ball, 608 attempts. I mean, he had at least, including the season he came back, four straight seasons in a row of 500 or more attempts, passes being thrown. 675, which was an insane amount back in 2018, despite throwing for over 5,000 yards, and then 608 yards last season. I mean, yes, he was getting rid of the ball a lot quicker, but I got to agree with a lot of people in the national media. I'll still ride with this guy. I mean, I'll still roll the dice with Ben Rosberger, as many people in Steel Nation would. But anytime you continue to throw like that, guess what's going to happen all over again eventually at some point? You're going to put more pressure on yourself, a guy who's 39 years old. And I'm not sure if I want to see a guy who's going to be... If he sticks around, if he plays at the age of 40, which I anticipate he might. I don't, I'm not sure if this is his last season or not. I mean, at the age of 40, is he going to still be making these kind of throws? I mean, throwing that many times. He has to wise up. I mean, ha- is it true that, I mean, not having Le'Veon Bell has put a lot more anticipation and pressure on him to really carry this team? To play that hero role. So I, I definitely do feel like Ben Rosberg, the way he comes in at times, despite having fun I mean, with his teammates playing, he feels like he has to be a superhero. Like, he has to be Superman. He doesn't have to be Superman this year. To get everything in order. He doesn't. I mean, right now, it's all about trust your teammates if you can't follow a formula similar like how New Orleans Saints did, and I'm not expecting the Steelers to call that style of offense with Matt Canada and stuff. I mean, that's a whole other story. But, I mean, when you also look at it too, I mean, let's also look some other stuff on here. I mean, like, what the coaches on this team. I mean, outside right now of the depth chart, when you look at Matt Canada, you got Mike Sullivan, who's in his first year as quarterback coach, Alfredo Roberts, uh, also, A. Faulkner, Adrian Clem, Chris Morgan right now. I mean, these are the new guys right now as far as, like, on the offensive side of the ball. Five new coaches at positions. I mean, Matt Canada's first year is offensive coordinator. Sullivan's first year at tight end, along with Alfredo Roberts at tight end. Uh, then you got Adrian Clem, offensive line. Chris Morgan, assistant offensive line coach. Then on the defensive side of the ball, you got Grady Brown. That is going to be the uh, million-dollar question right now. What does Matt Canada come up with? 
and to be honest with you, I like to see how much these wideout uh, practices are running right now to get the run blocking going to help out the run game. That is gonna be pivotal. Now let's go ahead and wrap up right now with uh, the Steelers Hall of Honor announcement for the class of 2021 as we look at for the time being. I mean, for this. I mean, you look at it right now, the latest uh, people announced in the Hall of Honor uh, for this year's class, it was a uh, tackle John Kolb, a four-time Super Bowl champion who played 13 seasons with the Steelers. Uh, and then you had wide receiver Lewis Lips, not a Super Bowl champion, but he was he made the Pro Bowl twice. Then you got Carnell Lake, a member of the All-Decade team. He played. He also played 13 seasons from 1989 to 2001. Uh, made five Pro Bowls, one All-Pro. Then he got, last but not least, the guy who's battling ALS, former tackle and uh, retired broadcasters right now, Tunch Oaken. And you heard right here, I, Charles Pratt, Richard here, the Men Steel Podcast, one of made the first early proclamations about Tunch Oaken getting into the Steelers' Hall of Honor. Tunch, you deserve it, man. Congratulations to all these men right here. Uh, and don't forget, like last year too, they were going to have the Hall of Honor, but due to the pandemic, they couldn't have it. But don't forget, let's do a reminder. Uh, join these men. This will be on, uh, by the way, it'll be the weekend uh, for the Hall of Honor uh, going into this year. It'll be on the weekend of November 13th and November 14th. When the Steelers be hosting the Detroit Lions uh, this year, and the Steelers they'll be uh, hosting the Detroit Lions uh, in November, and that game will be on uh, November fourteenth that year, and. Uh, That'll be their week 10 opponent right there at Heinz Field. So that game is going to be on Fox. So number 13th for number 14th. And don't forget the 2020 class you also have in there. You got James Ferrier, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion from 1997 to 2011, playing 15 years all together. I, mean, I believe he came over to the Steelers back, let's see, uh, for James Ferrier back in, let's see, 2002 I want to say it was. Take a look here. Let's recap that. Yeah, 2002 was his first year, so he played 10 seasons uh, with the black and gold. Then you also got Greg Lloyd, too. Uh, the other high, the other half of the dynamic duel for those three magical seasons with Kevin Green right there, uh, the late Kevin Green. God rest his soul. Yesterday was his birthday. Happy belated birthday, Kevin Green, by the way. Uh, Greg Lloyd, who made five Pro Bowls, three All-Pros uh, for the Steelers team. Also, him and Kevin Green were huge and pivotal bringing them to their Super Bowl since 1980. So they uh, ended a 16-year uh, uh, drought at that point, even though they got beat by the Cowboys. You also got Troy Palomalo, who was in there, who will be going to the Hall of Fame this year. Hopefully, he'll still be live and in person in Canton. Plus, you have also had Mike Wagner, four-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Pro Bowler, Troy Palomaro is the only member of the All-Decade team for the class of 2020, and then Carlisle Lake for the 2021. 
And last but not least, the late uh, Dwight White, too, uh, who also won four Super Bowls, two Pro Bowls. And uh, that's about it right there. So once again, congratulations to all these men, especially the class of 2021. I can only say, too, I mean, when watching these Steelers or even just listening to them on radio or just hearing inside the locker, Tuck Joking for me, uh, personally, he's definitely a guy who started me a lot more into my broadcasting career, someone who I enjoyed following a lot. And it just goes to show you, too, I mean, just how severe any type of sickness or health issue, I mean, could, like, really affect us all as a whole. And, uh, Tunch, I hope you're having a safe and fun weekend. Uh, continue to pray for you, my man. And basically, too, I mean, when we look at I mean, Art really had this to say. It was a special day to announce the 2021 Hall of Honor class. Uh, Art really did further go on to say, four great Steelers, longtime contributors to the organization, three of them on and off the field. John Cole played on the great teams of the 70s. Obviously, Carnell was with a long time as a player and a coach and made some special plays throughout his career. Lewis Lips played in a time when we didn't win Super Bowls, but he still was a standout performer. And, of course, Tunch was not only a great player, was on the field. He had a career off the field as a great broadcast for us. So that's going to do it right now. So stay uh, with me. Be patient. I'll probably come back to you guys on Wednesday. This week's going to be a little bit busier for me personally. But uh, anyway, uh, feel free to leave uh, your comments. Again, you can hit me up on Twitter, at MassDLCJR. You can also follow me on Instagram at Mass Steel Nation as we continue to dissect things right now uh, throughout the length of training camp countdown to the 2021 campaign and once again for the record this year I'm going to go with 10 and 7 this year I'm going to give them no more than 10 wins or I'm going to start them off with 9.5 wins this season for the Steelers I, I definitely do feel like they can get 10 if they stay healthy if they got a formidable group but they cannot be predictable so as always leave it. don't be trolling be rolling here we go Steelers here we go I got <laughs>